Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Marissa Benet and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Marissa. <laughs> Good morning, Jonna. Good morning. Welcome to The Top. I'm happy to be here. Well, you know, you are not alone. We have several company headquarters in North Texas that are very happy to be here, too. Well, we are welcoming so many businesses to the area, which is exciting. It is very exciting. And today we are joined by Bill Cox to discuss the influx of new businesses and what that might mean for the North Texas area. Wonderful. So Bill is a principal in the McKinney-based Kerry Cox Company, which is a commercial real estate firm specializing in McKinney and Collin County. The Kerry Cox Company is a fourth-generation, family-based business in McKinney, Texas. Well, hi, Bill. So, okay, fourth-generation, how many years is that actually? That's a great question, Marissa. Thanks, everyone, for having me this morning. Uh, 45 years in the making is Kerry Cox Company. Wow. 45 years, 1977. And we've been focused on commercial and industrial real estate in Collin County, since day one, and that is still our focus. Wow, that's a really long time. So that means that that longevity makes you the perfect person to talk about our topic today. So we are experiencing a huge influx of headquarters moving to the North Texas area. Right. Any ideas on, on why that might be? No, there, there are several reasons, uh, one of which is uh, location within the United States. We're in the middle, middle part of the country. Uh, easily accessible from both coasts. Another reason is the educated workforce that we have here in, in North Texas. Um, ability to hire employees is key in relocating companies from other parts of the country, both East Coast, West Coast. Um, we are very blessed to, to be where we are and to have uh, the employment bases that we have. Um, Education is another important um, conversation we have when talking with companies considering North Texas to relocate. It's important to have an, a, um, an educated workforce, and we're very blessed to have institutions in our area that fulfill that need. You know, Bill, you said a lot about education. So what? let's talk about that. What kind of access to higher education do we have here in North Texas? Because I think there's a lot of people that have moved here recently that might not know. That's a great question, Marissa. Um, not only do we have classroom um, opportunities with Collin College, uh, with North Texas uh, in Denton, with SMU, with TCU, uh, Grayson, up in Grayson County, we have trade schools also that provide a, a service that is really important to job growth in, in McKinney and Collin County. Um, Collin College offers uh, trade school training, uh, electricians, plumbers, uh, air conditioning uh, tech specialists, which is really important when we have the housing boom that we have right now in Collin County. Uh, as long as jobs are continuing to be created, we'll have a need for, for trade schools and for uh, an educated workforce. 
You know, that that's right. I mean, I kind of have to brag on our local school districts. They're pretty amazing as well. I know many of our um, seniors and juniors and seniors have access to some dual credits mm-hmm. um, that are letting them go and take some courses um, as a part of their high school curriculum, but at a college level and in actual college classes. I know my daughter, for example, she took aviation courses and she started as a freshman in high school doing dual credit and now she's out there flying. So, you know, that is a great example of trade schools and um, our local school districts working really well, uh, playing into the higher education. It's been pretty cool. And my daughter's a pilot, so I think that's awesome. And as a mom, I get to brag and say that as many times as I possibly can. You know, and, and you bring up a good point. Let's, and let's back up a step when we talk about education. When employees are considering moving to uh, North Texas, Collin County specifically, they look at those school districts, those ISDs, and those opportunities for uh, places to raise their children in an environment that allows them dual credit and allows them to be competitive in the workforce. And it starts at an earlier age than it did um, when we were young. Oh, I agree. I agree. So what are some of the major corporations that have relocated to North Texas in the past five to ten years? I know we're all thinking like, oh, Toyota, we got that. But give us some more. What else What else do we have? You know, there, there is the, the low-hanging fruit, the Toyotas, the Boeing, the State Farms. But you also have ancillary companies moving their headquarters to North Texas to service those larger corporations, some of those that you may not have heard of. Uh, those that provide, uh, you know, uh, backup help and provide ancillary services for the bigger companies, uh, the the twenty to fifty employees, fifty to hundred employees. Absolutely. That, that company that has a, a pay scale of of uh, sixty to ninety thousand um, dollars. We're very blessed again in North Texas to have that employment base. So we have a lot of companies. Uh, that have located in the last five years following the Toyotas, the Boeings, and the State Farms. Absolutely. And, you know, Collin County also is really well known for having amazing roads. Uh, So transportation is also something that I think is really important. Uh, Plus, we've got the outer loop. I mean, that's going to help as well. But um, it's, it's been really exciting to watch everything going, especially with, and, and Bill's right, I mean, all the ancillary services that we don't always think about, but they're here, and those companies are, they're getting these commercial spaces. Where do you see a lot of uh, people, like smaller companies, let's say under 100 employees, like where are they ending up in, in your neck of the woods? You have a lot of industrial and, and manufacturing and distribution growth in, in the north part of the county, McKinney. Uh, specifically, you have um, uh, probably two and a half to three million square feet of speculative industrial space that has been built over the last two years. Uh, those investors are targeting companies of 15 to 50,000 square feet. That company that would have 10 to 50 employees. Yeah. Uh, they either make widgets or they distribute widgets or they do something that supports a larger industry. What about, what have you heard about Sherman and the growth out in that neck of the woods? Yeah, Grayson County Sherman, uh, once Apple announced their um, technology growth in Sherman, and then also when TI announced their expansion, uh, we saw the, the, the first phase was residential land and people needed uh, places to live. 
you're talking about 3,500 or so new employees in Sherman. A lot of those people will live in that area. The problem is finding attainable housing uh, in, in those areas for people that are making $50,000 a year. Um, that, that was the first step we saw. The next step was in, uh, again, those ancillary uses, companies that would buy land uh, to build 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 square feet to support the TIs and the other tech expansions in Sherman. Yeah, it's been really exciting to watch. And as far as affordable housing goes, I do think that Sherman had it <laughs> for a minute. And now there's there's wait lists and the, the prices on homes are going up. It, it's pretty exciting to watch. I've often thought, man, Sherman, it's so far out there. But it really is just a stone's throw away now. The whole world's gotten smaller. Yeah, the Metroplex is, is getting smaller. Uh, there was a time when uh, from McKinney to Dallas, there was there weren't many street lights. Uh, and now you're uh, uh, the Metroplex. Uh, you know, Collin County is now in that conversation, and Grayson County, the southern part of Grayson County, is is now part of the Metroplex. And that's happened within the last ten years. This is crazy. So that kind of gets into another area. So we talked about all these big business, businesses that are coming to the area, a lot of the appeal for those big businesses. But as things are growing out, can we keep up that appeal? Do we have a max capacity when it comes to big business? The, one of the things we talk about as an industry, meaning commercial real estate brokers and industrial real estate brokers, is job growth. And as long as companies are able to hire employees and to move to the area, that appeal will be there to locate in North Texas. There is there is an adequate supply of land, adequate supply of, of available employees. Again, as long as companies continue to grow and add jobs, that appeal will still be there. Capacity for big business, um, I don't see a capacity for a big business. I, I see um, perhaps a slowdown, but not a, a stoppage of growth. Uh, the momentum we have for new job creation is really strong right now, stronger than probably anywhere in the country. Well, I mean, that leads to my next question. It's really from a residential perspective. You know, we've really had some limitations on how many employees we can house in our suburbs. But, you know, it seems that maybe developers aren't working as quickly to, to hurry up and open up some, you know, more housing opportunities for uh, people coming in. What do you think? The challenge in attainable housing, two things. One, cost of construction and two, the cost of land. Um, and until those two components slow or, or come down, it's going to be really hard to, to meet that number where everyone can afford buying a home. So what we're seeing are, are rent, to, rent to rental properties, single family rental properties, uh, and until something gives. Uh, we don't see land costs coming down. Uh, well, and they're not making much more of it. They're not making much more of it. They're not <laughs> zoning much more uh, for smaller lots. Uh, That's another challenge. That is a challenge, you know, and I I find that, you know, the whole permit process and getting things moving, even on like smaller residential custom bills, it just takes forever. Uh, You know, I mean, you're talking about 
you know, trying to develop lots in Krugerville and Tioga and, you know, all of those seem like reasonable places that would be able to get some housing opportunities open, but I'm just not seeing it happening. Everything is moving just at a snail's pace. It's, it's going to require municipalities working with developers and, and lowering in, in, in allowing people to be able to, to buy a home. Uh, it's going to have to be a public-private partnership to make it work. Uh, and, and to add to the pressure with interest rates going up, it's harder for more people to buy a home. It requires more money down. And those are challenges that a lot of people just at this day and time are unable to to put together. Oh, yeah. Well, then that's layer in muds, pids, suds, all those fun things. But you know what it really, it says to me that owning a home, a pre-owned home that's, you know, built in 2000 or built in 62, whatever, it still seems like that's going to be a solid investment moving forward and holding on to those properties, holding on to them for um, for rentals in the future, or even I'm a fan of short-term rentals. Some people aren't. That's okay. Uh, but I like them. <laughs> but it seems like that's going to be money in the bank in the next couple of months. If So rental rates are not coming down anytime soon. So if, if you as an investor are able to find a property that uh, purchase price plus improvement dollars equals something that would give you a rate of return between – five and seven percent it's probably a good investment yeah i would agree so let's talk a little bit about supply and demand we know you know that's you know supply chain's been an issue lately too but when we look at the commercial industry how do you see them navigating supply and demand issues in the future what we're seeing are companies with less warehousing needs on site companies are no longer producing uh, warehouses full of product. They're producing closer to the delta of what people are buying. And that's fine until the demand increases to a level that it now it takes too long to get the widgets, so to speak. Yeah, so it, it, it's, a, it's more of a balance now that it has been in the last 20 years to find that, that the right level of how much product do we make versus what our sales are um but yeah we've seen companies have less warehousing space on site so heb (laughs) (laughs) that that caused quite the uproar out here uh, in north texas do you think there's any other companies that are going to come in that are really going to put a splash here in North Texas, maybe not necessarily moving their headquarters, but branching out. Is, do you think there's anything we should expect to see on the horizon? HEB is a great example. They, What they do before they open the doors, they engulf themselves in the community. They get involved uh, not only with, with volunteering, but they write checks to back up who they are. Uh, they have a long history of, of supporting communities, uh, not only in North Texas, but also those in Central Texas, uh, San Antonio, Austin areas, uh, where they have a, a strong presence. And, and it, if indications are correct, they will have a strong presence in this market as well. They have a great model for other companies to follow. And there are a lot of companies smaller than an HEB that 
uh, come in and, and, and really get involved in the community. And that's something that you have to do if you're going to be successful. You've got to separate yourself from the others. You've got to be involved. You've got to write the checks. Exactly. I mean, you got to, you know, proof is in the pudding, right? I have uh, some family uh, with special needs, adults with disabilities, and um, they work at HEB and have for a long time, and they have an incredible program for uh, adults that still need to be out in the workplace and um, want to earn a living. And I've, I've been such a fan of the company. Them opening up out here was just like, okay, perfect, because I'm <laughs> from San Antonio, and I love, I love HEB. It felt kind of Bucky's-esque when they opened. Did you, I mean, did you feel that too? I mean, Bucky's all the signs on the roads all over. You can't miss them, and now they're everywhere. You know, that, that's a, another great example of a company that has a following, and people get excited when um, uh, when they open in the area. Uh, they're not on every corner, and people just get excited when companies like that make announcements. So they're doing something similar to an HEB. There's a lot of paddling before you really see any any true results. I will I will tell you this: if I could give you names of companies considering moving here or making announcements, I I would be doing a disservice to those clients and those businesses. Um, we work very closely with the economic development corporations in North Texas, and um, they all all cities. All of these fast growth cities in North Texas have a lot of activity and a lot of businesses considering moving to the areas, and it's a result of some of the things that we've talked about. I, I don't want to say I, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you, but I really wish I could, but I can't, <laughs> oh, spoiler I, I, I can't tell yeah. you. Uh, Disclose. Hey. I would say watch the newspapers and watch your, watch your online news services. Well, look, all I'm just saying is I'm keeping, I'm staying on my toes because Legacy West, I mean, they they really wowed me with some of the companies they brought in. I, I'm excited to see how they expand. And um, the Star District, I mean, that was like from a zero to 60 in like 30 days, done. And so I, I don't want to say that I have that expectation uh, but I know that it can be done, and I know that we can get companies in, and there are incentives, and it's really been an exciting time. And, you know, as a resident of Frisco, I just kind of watched that Frisco skyline growing, and that's pretty cool to me. You know, I mean, yes, Ikea is a part of it, but, man, I love shopping there. So. No, that's a great point. And when you look at the star and you look at Legacy West and, and Legacy in those areas, people are willing to spend money on nice things. They're willing to spend money at nice restaurants, and those are two areas that really have proven, um, you know, that a, a nice meal and, and nice things is an attractive thing to have in North Texas. Oh, yeah, people like nice things, <laughs> especially in our neck of the woods, of course, of course. But I, I do, I am so proud of our local municipalities for being agile enough to be able to take a project like the Star District and make it happen relatively quickly. When the demand is there, the project makes sense, you know, they are able to get it off the ground. And so that's what I continue as just as a homeowner, <laughs> that's what I continue to expect out of North Texas. So I feel like the next two years are going to be interesting to say the least. And it feels like almost, you know, every quarter we've got a whole slew of new companies coming. I mean, Caterpillar was exciting and awesome and they're going to be out in Irving. And I, you know, I just love seeing Boeing and I love seeing L3 and I love seeing like all these companies just popping up. It really 
it's an exciting time to live in North Texas. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Well, Bill, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. You've brought a great wealth of information, and I'm excited. I'm waiting in anticipation to see some of these other businesses that might be coming here very soon. For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Also, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to discuss, we want to hear it. Email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear us cover it. We cannot wait to hear from you. So thanks for listening, and I will see you at the closing table. Special thanks to our hosts, Jonna Fernandez and Marissa Benet. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Ella Madden. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Offsell. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.